Welcome to Broad Eye, the podcast that explores knowledge gaps in ophthalmology and eye care. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Broad Eye Podcast. My name is Sean Maloney and I'm here today with my co-host and good friend, Dr. Bruno Fernandez. Bruno, welcome. Thank you, Sean. How's it going? Uh, you can't complain. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. No one wants to hear me complain anyway. So, uh, so today we're here with a special guest, Will Butler. He's a VP at Be My Eyes, an extremely popular app among people with low vision, myself included. So, Will, thanks for joining us today. Really great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks. So I was hoping we can kick things off with um, just a brief overview of Be My Eyes. You know, what is the app? How did it come about? Uh, Who uses it? Yeah, so uh, Be My Eyes was basically the brainchild of a guy in Denmark named Hans, um, Hans Jun Weiberg. And Hans was had a degenerative eye condition, retinitis pigmentosa, which I think y'all are familiar with. And um, it was right around the time when video chat was becoming available on uh, like uh, the, the smartphone. So FaceTime, Skype, stuff like that. And he realized that the smartphone camera was high quality enough to where he could initiate a video call with a friend or a family member and he could actually point the camera around and they could be his eyes. So he thought, Oh, that's pretty cool. I can always get a pair of eyes when I need it. But the problem was he couldn't really, because sometimes things would come up in the middle of the night. Sometimes things would come up, you know, right when he had just gotten off the phone with a friend or family member. And he thought this is going to get old really quickly. If I keep calling the same people over and over and asking them to be my eyes. But, you know, as, as blind or visually impaired people, we, we, every time we step out the door, practically, uh, somebody wants to try to help us, often when we don't really need help. Uh, so he thought, what if those people could be available to help me when I actually do need help, which is when no one's watching? Um, and so that was where the, the idea for Be My Eyes came about. We, we created an app that allowed anyone to sign up as a volunteer and to be available to answer video calls on demand. We had no idea whether or not there would be any uptake, uh, but Overnight, literally, uh, we had about 10,000 people sign up to volunteer and about 1,000 blind users. And so we were very quickly off to the races. And within several weeks, we were being used in dozens of countries, dozens of languages. And and today we're, we're entirely global. So um, it's just a community of people, millions of people now, helping uh, blind and low vision people see whatever it is they want to see. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Will, so you, you you just talked about community there, and uh, your title is VP of Community, right? And uh, frankly, it was the first time I heard that. So can you explain like what exactly a, a VP of Community does? Yeah, I mean, essentially, um, I think what, if you want to get philosophical about it, like I think what most blind and low vision people lack is a strong community. Uh, that understands them. Um, As someone who became legally blind when I was about 19 and was struggling with vision loss all through my teenage years, there was never a moment when a doctor sat me down and told me, hey, you are now legally blind. You are now visually impaired and you're probably going to be that way. So everything's going to be fine, but you're going to have to learn some new skills. Here are some tools and here are some people and here are some places you can go to get everything you need so that you can live the, you know, do the things you want to do. No one ever had that conversation with me. And, and you go blind in a doctor's office most of the time. And even though it's an uncomfortable moment, 
it's an opportunity to plug someone in with community, but that doesn't happen for most people. Uh, and, um, you know, Sean, I'd, I'd love to hear your own thoughts about whether or not you, you got access to those resources, but it, it, and so I really do view my role as a community builder for our group of blind and low vision um, users of the app, because we do have the glo biggest global blind community in the world. And I feel like there are so many opportunities to plug these people in with one another and um, help us all benefit one another. Yeah, that, that's great. I, I'm a firm believer of community also, like uh, for for pretty much everything. Uh, and, and I can give you the perspective of an ophthalmologist, right, which I am, that uh, like it, we are not really trained, like, I mean, to, to deal with uh, people once they lose their visions, right? We are, we are trained to, to diagnose and treat ophthalmological conditions. But like once people lose their sight, it's, it's I mean, most we right. do, it's kind of like just give them a referral. You right. know, and, and uh, of course, I mean, there, there's more that we can do. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great to hear you say that because sometimes sometimes we feel a little bit like, um, am I, you know, sometimes I feel a little bit like, am I crazy? Am I missing something? Or, or uh, where's the gap in the communication? You know what I mean? But the truth of the matter is doctors aren't, doctors aren't taught. You know, the, your your job is to save people's sight, right? Not yeah. to not to help people who don't have sight. So um, the disconnect makes sense, but we have to do everything we can to patch it up. Yeah, no, for sure, and and I guess that's what you're doing, right? Uh, I I saw that you know, like, of course, that was very popular. The app that uh, your company developed, and you you ran into a, a very interesting problem that you have a lot more uh, people willing to help than people actually using the service, right? Uh, yeah, so it it's really interesting because I think a lot of people see the numbers, right? It's about a 20 to 1 or in some cases a 10 to 1 ratio of volunteers to users of the app. And a lot of people go, oh, that's that's too many, too many people helping, not enough people using it. But actually, we like that ratio. Um, and that's because when a blind user calls for support, the we have to make sure that there's someone available. So even if there are 20 people signed up for that one person, the odds that ever, that one of them is available are pretty low. So we actually kind of like Uber or Lyft, we ping a whole group of people at a time and whoever is the most available will be the first one to answer it. So someone is, you know, at work, someone's in the restroom, someone's making dinner. Not everyone is able to answer the calls at all times. So we like having a much higher number of volunteers as compared to users. So as we grow, we try to keep that keep that ratio roughly roughly at about ten or twenty to one. So I know I can I can tell you uh, from personal experience that that's a good thing because I, I've used the app uh, on several occasions, and I don't think I've ever had to wait more than about 15, 18 seconds for somebody to to pick up the other line. I was pretty impressed by that. So uh, yeah, I think having that large pool of of volunteers is um, is certainly valuable. Uh, I'm just going to touch back on a point you made earlier about community and my thoughts. Um, at that time, you're you're diagnosed as being blind or visually impaired, and for sure, in my own experience, that was definitely lacking. Uh, you know, I had some family support and whatnot, but it's something I've known since I was five years old as well that it will happen in my case. And uh, but yeah, I think that that's there's definitely a gap in the services, but also the knowledge, right? And, and Bruno alluded to that as an ophthalmologist, you know, I couldn't go back to my primary eye care provider and say, hey, listen, 
you know, I'm struggling with trying to, you know, see what the teacher is, you know, putting on the was overhead projectors in those days. <laughs> it wasn't PowerPoints, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, and what do I do? I was like, well, I don't know, but talk to your teacher, you know? So, yeah. um, so I think that, um, you know, having these conversations and, uh, of course what you're doing over on your own podcasts, we'll, we'll talk about those at the end. Uh, I think yeah, that yeah. you're providing certain information to people and, yeah. and, uh, it's certainly useful. Absolutely. I'm just wondering the, the standard, the standard BMI service, it differs from the service that you offer, offer for workplaces. Um, what is different about the service? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad. Yeah. So, so be my eyes was conceived as this very, you know, kind of, altruistic uh, model of, you know, people helping each other and there's no money exchanged or anything. And, and the service is entirely free and unlimited for the blind users who are, um, who are using the app. Um, and, um, but, but the, but the, the, um, the thing about like running it is we didn't want to put barriers in front of the blind users. We, we could, we wanted to figure out how to create a business model that was sustainable, but it didn't seem right to have run advertising or, or uh, subscriptions or anything like that. And so we, we, we spent a long time trying to figure out what was the right business model. And then we realized that companies want to support blind and visually impaired people as well. And so that was sort of where we created our business facing products and, and software. Um, so what we do is we allow companies to build their own Be My Eyes networks and um, they can use them in a public facing manner or private um, internal facing. So if you're a big company, let's say you're a hospital, um, you can create a public facing Be My Eyes network that's viewable on the Be My Eyes app for anyone in your region. And people can call that line for support directly from a representative, but video support, Be My Eyes style support. Um, from the representatives that the hospital determines. Um, and then similarly, Be My Eyes for Work is the internal tool that let's say the hospital has employees who are blind or low vision and they want to support those employees with hospital tasks or maybe there's inaccessible software. Maybe they want to connect them with the IT department or help filling out forms with the HR department. They can create this whole internal Be My Eyes network that would allow you know someone like you or me to um, open up the Be My Eyes app and call a private group, um, and the first available person in that private group would be able to answer and support visually over the app. So th- we license these groups. We create the ability for companies to make their own Be My Eyes networks. I'm just sort of thinking off the off the bat, um, and maybe this isn't you know a useful application or not. This is just me. This is me talking. Um, you know, I look at, let's say my grandmother who has a, you know, a visual impairment and lives alone and, you know, the family's always wanting to be able to assist her, and but can't always be there 24 seven, just having like a, some sort of private group like that would be really cool in her case to be able to just, okay, Hey, who's available to help me with this. I'm trying to do X, Y, or Z in trying to, you know, keep independent living. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen applications like that, kind of intermediary applications between you know, just someone using it uh, with a large public group and and uh, the workplace. But I'm I'm just thinking that maybe that type of thing could work as well. Yeah, we've definitely considered it. I mean, the fact of the matter is the volunteer network works so well that we've never really had to, you know, create like a kind of a in between group. But people have asked for it in the past, and uh, and you know, for now, people just kind of use their own like FaceTime or whatever. But um, 
but yeah, it's definitely a, like a, the, the ability to kind of create your own groups is, is definitely uh, on the ideas board for sure. And so uh, considering that it is a free service, right, for, for people with low vision. Uh, uh, so I, I was wondering before, like, I mean, how, how can the company be financially sustainable? So I, I figured then now that uh, offering that service for companies, uh, that that's how the company I mean, can have some revenue. Yeah, I mean, so we, so we, we built, we're basically, you know, we, we are a community, but we're really a software company more than anything. And we're pretty small crew, but we develop this software that um, allows companies and people in call centers to answer Be My Eyes calls directly on their computers. Uh, and we license that software out to companies and um, organizations, nonprofits, for-profit companies, uh, medical organizations, anyone who wants to create their own Be My Eyes network can it, can just log into this software on a desktop computer or a mobile device and be set up to answer the Be My Eyes calls directly. So we're, we kind of operate like a telephone switchboard company or a, 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 a for, for the blind community. It's cool. Yeah. Let's just, okay, I'm going to jump in with <laughs> so many questions here. So um, I'm going to probably combine a couple of thoughts or a few questions into one here, if that's all right. You can st yeah. stay, stay with me and, and Absolutely. Uh, yeah. my, my, ca my caffeine here. Um, I'm, so I know what I've used the app for. I'm curious what some of the more common requests are that people uh, use the app for when trying to you know, get assistance and also if there's any stories in there of any, you know, bizarre requests that come to mind that you can speak to and maybe even some, you know, limitations, like can people get help crossing busy intersections? I'm sure there's probably some limits to what uh, users should be using the app for. So I was hoping you can speak to all those points. Yeah, totally. Um, so I'd say the most common thing we, we, um, we hear about people using the app for is probably a toss up between reading food labels and help with um, clothing, probably. Um, like color identification or pattern identification. Um, that's actually an incredibly common one. You know, I think a lot of people don't, don't think that blind people have style or care about how they look, but they absolutely do. And I think there's a lot of anxiety in our community about making sure that you look good when you walk out the door. So quite a few people actually do use Be My Eyes because it's private and anonymous and you don't have to ask someone, a friend or family member, every time you're getting dressed, you can just ask a volunteer, uh, hey, does, does this uh, shirt match this tie or does it complement this uh, pair of shoes or whatever it is? Uh, people use that quite a bit. Um, and then of course you see it in the kitchen all the time. There's this very small print on all the food items that we purchase. And whether you're blind or just have low vision, the ability to read the expiration date is, I mean, not something that every, everyone has. Many, many, many people have trouble reading those expiration dates, reading the ingredients on a food label. So that's an incredibly common one as well. And then, um, and then you know, go, moving down the list, then you see lots of tech support things, lots of uh, people troubleshooting technology or help reading like an inaccessible LED uh, screen, um, like a thermostat, a heater or an air conditioner in your home, um, up home appliances. Uh, all of these are very, very common use cases. 
but then, yeah, from there, you start to see the more unique ones. And this is one of the reasons why we developed specialized help, the public facing Be My Eyes Networks for Companies is because we realized that people were using Be My Eyes to basically using our app and volunteer eyes to troubleshoot issues that companies had designed. So we would get a big spike in calls every time, you know, Microsoft released an update to Windows because all of these blind people were updating their computers and were struggling with some issue related to Microsoft Windows. So we thought, well, wouldn't it be better if Microsoft could answer these calls and help people with their Windows issues rather than having a volunteer who doesn't know anything about it have to, you know, search for the manual and look it all up. And uh, yeah, and so active also, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so and so Microsoft started uh, started answering calls. Similarly, you know, people would same thing happened with Google people. Google now answers calls for tech support. Um, but then there are some more unique use cases that definitely created some interesting um, conversations like people were using Be My Eyes um, to read the results of their home pregnancy tests. Hmm. Um, because this is this there's only one type, you know, there's only a couple types of home pregnancy tests and they're all visual and none of them are accessible. None of them are designed with audible feedback. So and maybe you don't, maybe you don't want someone in your family network to see that, right? Might be happy exactly. to have someone anonymous to see that result first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. For a blind woman or a couple. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty mind blowing, but blind women were never able to privately read a pregnant, a home pregnancy test up until just a couple of years ago. Um, it, it was just, it was just impossible. Um, and so we partnered up with Clear Blue, who is Procter and Gamble's uh, pregnancy test company, and uh, and now they have a, a, a dedicated you know line that answers Be My Eyes calls, so that women can privately and anonymously read their tests, so that they can decide what to who to share their news with, as opposed to being forced to have someone else read the results for them. And for those specific partnerships, how does the user finds it? Like, uh, is it on the label or is it, I mean, because uh, let's say, let's say someone buys the pregnancy test, uh, does the pharmacist tell them that like, look, you can use it in my eyes? Yeah, we, we try to work with the companies as much as possible to promote aware, to help them, you know, promote awareness about it. They all kind of like promote it to different degrees. Some, you know, some of the companies are so excited about it. They print it on their business cards, you know, um, uh, whereas others are, you know, just just getting into it and. Um, Clear Blue has, has been really good about telling the world. They'll make video campaigns and they've talked about it publicly. There's been write-ups in the New York Times. Um, but, you know, the, typically the, the reason companies partner with us is because we're the biggest blind community. And so we already have, it's sort of like meeting the community where they are, right? So many people already have the app in their pockets. They're, by joining the, app, uh, the platform, you're, you're getting into a directory that the blind community is already looking at. Um, so you don't need to do as much promotion as if it was another third party video support service. Um, and, and I think like, yeah, that's, that's, that's really the main reason is you're kind of meeting, meeting people where they are. And where they need those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're kind of like the phone book for mm -hmm. the yellow pages. If I don't know if you have that in Canada, but the phone book for, 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 for blind and low vision people. And do you have an idea of the geographical reach that you have in terms of like countries, different languages? 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's only like a, a small handful of countries which don't have uh, free and open access to the internet. So we're limited in some of those countries. Um, but other than those, we're pretty much in every single country, uh, close to 200 countries today. And, uh, and, and almost as many as many languages. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, you know, like, I mean, on that, like, I wonder, uh, so what's next? How can you grow further if you took over the world already? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's definitely countries and languages where we need more volunteers. And, and um, one of the other things that we're working on is figuring out how to reach more blind and low vision people in those countries because the service is free, right? And so we yeah. want everyone to know that they can use it and they can use it as much as they want. Uh, so we, we've been spending a lot of time during the pandemic partnering with blindness and visual impairment organizations, nonprofit organizations around the world, giving them free access to our software and to be my eyes to build their own networks and, and, and you know, helping them to promote the, the tool uh, for their constituents in their countries. So we've brought on blindness organizations everywhere from Ireland to Nepal to many in the United States and the UK. And, um, you know, as we start to par partner with more companies and more organizations, word spreads faster. Uh, and and uh, we just, we just uh, kind of grow organically, word of mouth in a sort of a grassroots type of way. Yeah, we, we hope to do our part and help you promote the service. Oh, it's it's very we we love doing podcasts and and stuff like this. It's it's uh, it really does make a big difference uh, to to spread it spread things word of mouth. So on that note, um, before we wrap up, why don't we yeah. talk a little bit about your podcast? Because I know you have more than one on the go. Um, like I'm sure work doesn't keep you busy enough, so you <laughs> decide to <laughs> not start one, but not two, yeah, but three podcasts. I know. So I'm insane. <laughs> yeah, uh, tell us about those. What uh, you know. Um, what are you sharing? What information are you sharing in your podcast and where can people find those? Yeah. So the Be My Eyes podcast is a very um, specific thing. It, it, it's, it's about blindness and, and sight and that kind of blurry in between area that so many of us live in. Billions of people around the world live in that in between between blind and sighted. Um, and uh, so the only criteria really is that it, it, we interview people who are blind or have low vision who are passionate about what they do. So we've talked with everyone from blind chemists to blind skateboarders to blind actors, entertainers, um, all sorts of people who do all sorts of things uh, about all sorts of topics, about not just uh, being successful in school or at work, but being successful at the grocery store or in relationships or with your therapist. It's very much about living as a visually impaired person. Um, that's the Be My Eyes podcast and it's available on all the platforms. And And from there, we've sort of spun out a couple more podcasts, which you know are, are geared slightly toward different audiences, but there's tons of overlap. We have a, a, a accessibility and inclusive design podcast called 13 letters that's one three the number one three letters um that's the number of letters in the word accessibility and so it's all about interviewing the people who are making the world more more accessible for people with visual impairments and and then we have kind of a fun one that we just launched this year called say my meme 
which is describing the internet's best memes for those of us who can't see them. So it's kind of just like a fun cultural podcast where we get to talk about pop culture and joke around about memes, but really it is also bringing awareness to the fact that there are so many images out there that are not employing things like alt tags um, and image descriptions and captions, which is such an important part of not just serving blind and visually impaired people, but making your websites uh, more search engine friendly and that sort of thing. So we're doing a lot on the podcast front, but you can you can hear it all at bemyeyes.com slash podcasts. Excellent. Yeah, we're going to yeah. check those out. We're going to check those out for sure. And hopefully anybody uh, who's listening to this will uh, will do that as well. Um, will, I uh, want to thank you for joining us today. This is awesome. Uh, I'm you know, I feel like you're somebody who I want to emulate. <laughs> oh <laughs> seems to be, you know, doing doing some really good things in the world. Uh, you know, um, I really I, admire what you guys are doing. Like because uh, connecting the dots for the for the medical field, in in eye care is so important. And the low vision community and the ophthalmological community rarely communicate with one another. And uh, we need to have more of that. So whatever I can do to support that mission, I'm 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 all there for you guys for sure. Great, great. Well, we're going to take you up on that too. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Will, thanks so much for joining us today. It's uh, it's certainly been a pleasure. Oh yeah, anytime. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Bruno. And keep doing what you're doing. I love the love the show. Thank you, Will.